This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. Another thing that I've been thinking of that I know for me personally was a challenge that I didn't even know existed is that I think a lot of us, at least in the U.S., are raised with this mentality of reduce, reuse, recycle. And I've been thinking about it a lot lately um, in so many different ways. But I think with plastic, and I know that saying this, admitting this is something that will make a lot of people cringe, but I have been a climate rookie. I'm very new on this journey. Before working on the Almanac, I was under the impression that it was okay to use it if I was diligent about recycling. And I was trying to be as diligent as possible about recycling. And I didn't understand, one, I learned from the Almanac that it's actually the entire life cycle of plastic that affects climate change from its creation, not just what happens afterwards. But two, the recycling, it's probably not even ending up actually getting recycled. That was something that just completely changed what I thought that I knew about climate change. Yeah. And it's, it's intentional too. It's like they have that number system with recycling. So you see a number and you think, oh, it's recyclable, but no, like you have to check. It's, it's going to differ even definitely state to state, but maybe even more than that. So you feel like, oh, you see a number that means it's recyclable. But no, like you go to these recycling centers and a huge percentage of the stuff coming in gets put into landfill. So yeah, it's it's a really complicated, oh, multi-tiered problem. Yeah, with the, the recycling and the landfill thing, I was just reading about plastics again in the kids' book last night. And there was a stat in there that said out of every 100 pieces of plastic items that we put in the recycling bin only eight of them actually get recycled. It's so surprising. Yeah, it's wild. And then you spend, like, before working on this project, I can't tell you how much time I spent rinsing out, letting peanut butter containers soak to get the peanut butter out, you know, because I have this vision that this plastic container is going to go to the recycling center and while it's being processed, it's going to, the peanut butter is going to like gunk up the gears and I'm going to, you know, single-handedly destroy the plastic recycling plant when likely <laughs> it doesn't even make it to that machine. <laughs> That's so funny because I was the exact same way. I was always like, I don't want to be the person to have, make them throw out a ton of plastic because <laughs> mine still had yogurt in it. But, <laughs> but now I know that's not even a thing. Like, and I guess a little, a little bit of, like perspective is, you know, maybe my one cup is part of the 92% that's just going to end up in the landfill anyways. Like all the water I wasted, I guess, cleaning all that stuff out. I don't know. I still recycle. And and even though I know the system's broken, it's still a part of me to recycle. But there's now I have that in my head about, uh, I don't even know if this is ever going to make it to becoming a new thing. That reminds me of a a company that I I love. It's called Native Shoes. They're here in Vancouver and you can return your shoes to them and they actually turn it into playground equipment for kids. So I was thinking like as one solution, when companies start taking back their product, like that's something I want to support. I think that's really a cool way. Like they're called, I think it's called cradle to cradle where the company that makes the thing and Native Shoes actually makes all their shoes out of recycled plastic. I have recycled plastic and 
bioplastic, which is algae. So that's really cool. And they uh, will take back all of their, you know, all the old shoes and make it into something new. So that's, that's maybe where it needs to all go is companies need to start taking back what they sell you. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a great way to still produce plastic. Um, kind of that one for one, like if I put it out, I'll bring it back. Oh my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> it's just such a huge, huge problem. You're right. It is. It's a huge problem. I mean, it feels like where do you even, where do you even start? Yeah. Where could we start? Like for people listening, where could we start if recycling is broken? Actually, you know, I, I was thinking of this kind of before we came on today and it is overwhelming to think of where we could start. But I think, and again, I'm coming from the lens of a climate rookie. You've been listening to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. We'd love you to join the Carbon Sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are. This is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect, and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network. For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of the Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again as together we can change the world.